0: Jamie and I, Drew Amanda with you here on the Green Zone on this Thursday afternoon. Britton Grace joining us as well. Uh, next Monday is the beginning of the NFL Combine. And, of course, all eyes again on the Chicago Bears. What are they going to do with the first overall pick that they picked up last year from the Carolina Panthers who traded for Chicago's first overall pick and the Bears got D.J. Moore and a bunch of other stuff, including this first overall pick. They went with Bryce Young. Now the Bears could draft Caleb Williams, or they could keep Justin Fields and trade the first overall pick for the second straight year and bring in a haul. It's going to be an interesting week next week as we assess their 40 times and cone drills and bench press and everything else that the under they
1: do Olympics is what they call them. <laughs> 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 I like that name.
0: <laughs> they, although I, I do like that they do a lot more. Yeah. Actual football drills now. And you can, you can watch it all on NFL network. Like you can see the, the passing drills and everything else for the quarterback drew yeah what would you do if you're the chicago bears are you holding on the first overall pick and taking caleb williams and sorry justin fields thanks for your time see you later
1: caleb williams has been described as the best talent prodigy in two decades um there's a lot of hype around the guy he is an amazing talent you know, it, it, he is incredible. Um, I don't know how I could pass it up because Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears aren't working out, and you can still get a pretty good price for Justin if you trade him to Pittsburgh, who's looking for something. You could, you still get something back for Justin. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't draft. Williams and then not trade Justin. I wouldn't have that nightmare on my on my hands.
2: No, I I think you go with Caleb Williams. Just everything you've seen from him in college and and everything and this they like say he's been described as a, a a great prospect for a while, much like Trevor Lawrence was throughout a lot of his uh, university mm-hmm. college career. And then you you move on from Justin Fields. It's Justin Fields hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been. Overly great now, of course they didn't have a lot of weapons to help him out. They went out and got d j Moore and d j Moore had some great games this past season, but I think you could still have those great games with Caleb Williams as well.
0: My big red flag are the people around caleb williams it's not Caleb williams a player; it is the dad the entourages, business partners, all that stuff. And they've said, if we don't like the deal, we'll just, you know, we're not going to report and we're not going to do this right. and we're not going to yeah. do that. And, hey, Caleb Williams, you have that right. Of course you do. You're a human being. You can pick where you want to play if you want to hold out and everything else. We've seen it happen before. No, you know, Bo Jackson has done it. Eric Lindros has done it. People have done it before. And I, so with the Bears and going, well, what if, you know, they don't like it? And what are we getting ourselves into compared to the haul that you could, you're going to get a haul for trading that first overall pick again. Uh, Even though some people might be warning signs of what happened to Carolina, but Caleb Williams is better than Bryce Young. That's my only thing with Caleb Williams is the noise that has gone around that. Hey, uh, he might not go to the draft depending on who gets the first overall pick. He might not like that team. He might go back to USC. All those things, I'm like, uh, I'm not sure. Are we sure he is the game-changing, franchise-changing quarterback because we have seen so many other quarterbacks drafted first overall who have been meh or Jermarcus Russell? Are you,
2: are you ever <laughs> Jermarcus sure? Jermarcus Russell isn't even meh. No, he's oh. below meh.
1: <laughs> are you ever sure? I mean, there's there's some guys that... You know, are you ever sure about a guy that's going to go into the draft and you're going to pick high and he's he's going to pan out for you? It's not it's not an exact science, that's for sure. So, the one thing you do know is that you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: Trevor Lawrence, right? Are we is he an elite quarterback? Having that conversation, Patrick Mahomes wasn't seen as an elite quarterback coming out of college. What was now he? look at 10th, that? Eleventh pick, Mitch in the draft. Trubisky took, got taken before Patrick Mahomes.
1: Your favorite quarterback, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, low guys, guys that, that Dak you know, Prescott that just passed a Dak Prescott, guys that they just passed over, you know. So, what you you don't know, so it's a good point, good question. Joe Montana wasn't for, to,
0: first overall, right? Like, no, it, it no. wasn't. The system
2: helps. Patrick Mahomes going to Andy Reid was a godsend for him, in my opinion, because Andy Reid is one of the greatest offensive minds in the NFL history.
0: So we'd all take Caleb Williams. You're two way more confident than me. I'm just going, Oof. I'd want to see what that haul is first before I'm a, the Chicago Bears saying, yeah, I'm taking Caleb Williams first overall.
1: Montana was 82nd yeah. overall. I don't know who you're getting the
0: haul from, though. Well, that's that's a good question. Well, Bill's not running the New England Patriots anymore, so you never know what they uh, they might offer up with the uh, third overall selection. Um. Would Jim Harbaugh now with Herbert. Herbert? Not a chance.
1: Arizona, Pits,
2: Pittsburgh, sure, but they have a late draft pick. They always have late uh, draft picks because they remain competitive.
1: He's not going to Arizona because that's Carl Williams, his dad, yes, already said, a, and, no. and back in July or whatever it was that he wasn't. Don't think Arizona because he's not going to that train wreck.
0: And the Bears also have the ninth overall selection as well, so oh, it'll be uh. It'll be interesting in the month leading up to the uh, NFL uh, draft. But the Combine is next week. Uh, Coming up, a a Sasky spotlight from Britton Gray. Who are you uh, putting the spotlight on this week in Saskatchewan, Britton? Jade Belmore named the Canada West Women's Basketball Player
2: of the Year for the conference. And right now, she and the Cougars, much like the Huskies, are out at Abbotsford, B.C., trying to punch their ticket to that national title,
0: uh, national tournament. So we will uh, hear... Uh, from Britain Gray with the uh, Saskatchewan spotlight coming up next on the Canada West of Female Basketball Player of the Year out of the University of Regina on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.
1: Every morning there's a halo hanging from
0: the corner of my girlfriend's 4 bed. Jamie and I, Drew Amendo with you here on the Green Zone coming up, dropping the gloves. We'll talk about Austin Matthews hitting 50, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and some speculation on what Kyle Dubas might be doing ahead of the NHL trade deadline. Maybe a rumor or two. Everybody likes a rumor this time of year in the NHL ahead of the NHL trade deadline. But right now it's time for a Sasky spotlight. In the Green Zone's Britain Gray focuses on Jade Belmore, now named Canada West women's basketball player of the year but for jade belmore it's far more about the team goals than that of an individual jade belmore has
2: accomplished a lot in her university career but one large part of unfinished business remains playing in the u sports national tournament
3: right now we have we have our job to do with Ken west so it it means a lot to me i think that's always obviously always been the goal of me of mine just to get the help help the team get to nationals and i think. we for sure have the team to do it this year and that makes me really excited um but yeah i think that that's always obviously the goal and we fell short of that last year so we're coming we're coming back with some revenge i think
2: she and the rest of the u of r cougars could punch their ticket to that tournament this week as the canada west playoffs take place in abbotsford bc
3: as a team we've grown for sure um kind of after after christmas we've been we've been on a roll and have some momentum so it uh it for sure means a lot to us, and hopefully we can kind of continue that, obviously, within playoffs.
2: She is not only a two-time first-team All-Star, but this season became just the third Cougar to be named a player of the year. Cougars head coach Dave Taylor says you could see her potential back in high school with the LeBoldis Golden Suns.
0: She had these jade moments, and I'd be after have more, but where she would just literally take over the game. And at times, you know, she, she always wants to get her teammates involved in that, but there would just be stretches where... Everybody who walked in the gym would just look and go, oh, yeah, that's the best player by far. And she would just literally dominate a game for stretches. Um, and, and you saw those flashes, and you just went, okay, that's going to translate next level. But also the fact that she always wanted to make players around her better. So as talented as she is, she's also one of those players who who everyone around her is better to.
2: Well, she had options to play university football. Pu- while she had other options to play university basketball at different schools, Belmore ultimately decided she wanted to play at the same place as players she idolized growing up, at home in the Queen City.
3: Regina has a great community. I think it's uh, it's it, it, sometimes you don't realize that <clears throat> until you're actually in the gym with two thousand people watching you, and I think that that to me stuck. Uh, a little bit more than other places i obviously love to be home with my family but just the community and the support system that i have here is outstanding and the community cares about our program um, and we have developed a really good program and hopefully continue to do so so it just yeah it it meant a lot for me to stay home and um, now start providing back to my community and when i used to look up to the cougars when i was Uh, very little and used to go to the games it meant a lot to me so I'm now I wanted to do that and wanted to kind of start the same thing and provide back to my community as well.
2: She's also had an opportunity to play for Canada representing the other 23 team at the Global Jam in Toronto last summer.
3: I learned a lot and um, yeah it just it was a really cool atmosphere and I was very grateful to be kind of representing my country and um, representing uSport as well being the only uSport player there so it, it was really it was eye-opening for me and I'm I'm super happy that I uh kind of got to have that experience and hopefully that's going to be the same case this summer but we'll see so yeah just put in a lot of work for that as well upcoming now um but yeah it was uh, it, it was super cool and I can't wait to uh hopefully do that again next summer. So while
2: her future could see her raise some trophies with the Maple Leaf on her jersey, her biggest focus now is trying to help the U of R win only their second national title in program history.
3: I'm super excited that I can have you know some of those couple more years left, um, and it's kind of wild actually now that I'm over over halfway done my career. It feels like I'm still a rookie, but um, you know grateful that I can I can. I have some more opportunities, too, but obviously want to get the job done now um, for, with the team and kind of get there. That's, that's my goal throughout these five years. I said that coming in today. I said I want to win a national championship with this team, so that's always on the mind. And, I'm yeah, I'm happy that I have a couple more years to do so, but hopefully, hopefully this year is the year.
0: For the green zone. I'm Britton Gray. That's a Sasky Spotlight on Canada West, Women's Basketball Player of the Year out of the University of Regina, Jade Belmore. Uh, They won yesterday, back on the court uh, tonight, as are the number one seed University of Saskatchewan Huskies women's basketball team, 19-1. The Huskies were this season. Lisa Tomitas was named Coach of the Year in Canada West on wednesday night they play tonight of course it's out in bc both games are late eight o'clock ten o'clock starts and if they win it looks like it's coming up to a head-to-head battle between the cougars and the huskies in the canada west playoffs more coming up here on the green zone still to come we'll talk to brennan sony the head coach of the saskatoon blades just past five o'clock as the blades let me see here over the last month one shootout loss the rest are victories for the Saskatoon Blades. Easily the number one team in the WHL with a month left in the regular season ahead of the playoffs, and they only have three road games left. Uh, So a lot of home cooking for the Saskatoon Blades. We'll talk to Brennan Sony about the rise of the Blades this season and the expectations over the next month plus. And dropping the gloves with Drew Romenda coming up at 435. Time now for the Green Zone One Minute Drill, the latest in sports. At the Scotties Tournament of Hearts, Northern Ontario up 3-2 on Manitoba. And Caitlin Laws, if Northern Ontario wins, they will make the playoffs in a very tight pool A at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. If they don't win, BC could be through with a victory in a Northern Ontario loss. Saskatchewan's likelihood of making the playoffs is are not looking good right now as Quebec is up 8-3 to three on Prince Edward Island. If Quebec wins that one, that would eliminate Saskatchewan from having any shot at the playoffs. In the NHL tonight, the Toronto Maple Leafs visit the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vancouver Canucks are on the road against Seattle. The Canucks have lost three straight games for the first time in their season. The Flames, the Senators, the Canadians, other Canadian teams on the ice in the NHL tonight. Coming up next, we're dropping the gloves, talk some more hockey on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Jamie and I, with you here on the Green Zone. A reminder to nominate a great community coach with the Green Zone this for the next few months. The Green Zone Community Coach presented by Cal Tire. You can nominate a coach at ckom.com or cjme.com that coach will get a hundred dollar gift card to source for sports and be highlighted here on the green zone so any volunteer coach maybe helping your child or someone you just know in the community who helps out time and time again as a volunteer coach nominate them at cjme.com and ckom.com we'd love to highlight them here on the green zone and a reminder tomorrow speaking of contests, tomorrow Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. Our next contestant playing for 1900 dollars.
2: Getting the fast lane prime The bingo game is ready to roll. It's time to drop the gloves. Let into the box. Watch the box. Watch the, Watch the But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
0: Okay, there's much to get to with Drew Ramenda here on Dropping the Gloves. First off, Austin Matthews, 50 and 51st 50 goals last night in Toronto, uh, Arizona. Is It looked like, how many percentage Leafs fan were there last night? Like, there was one still shot after he scored his 50th, Drew, and I was looking. I saw one Coyote jersey, and it looked like the woman in the front row was wearing a Coyote bunny hug. The rest were Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what happens. That
0: would drive me and nuts if I was a Coyote player.
1: cheers a cheers louder for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it happens if Montreal's in town, happens when
0: Edmonton. The Toronto's
1: in town, and Edmonton's in town. Cheers louder. It's all right. Buy the tickets. Thank but you. how are
0: you taken aback? You've watched hockey a long time, but like at the pace he has started to yes. score goals, now, to even consider a player hitting 70 seemed like, ah, oh, that may never happen again, but he might do it this year.
1: Well, we, saw, we haven't seen it in a long, long, long time. And like I said, when we were talking uh, earlier, the, the guys that did all the major scoring, breaking all the records, that happened in the 90s. Wayne, Brett, Mario, those are those are guys scoring in the '90s, and '50s rare these days. '60s rarer. Pasternak did it last year. Matthews did it the year before. McDavid last year, and then after that, it's it doesn't happen. Like the numbers are astounding. So you go back to Alexander McGilney and Temu Solani in 1992, 93 76 goals. The only other guy who scored 76 in a season was was Phil so it, it's very rare what he's on his pace right now he's he, he's on pace for 77 goals <sighs> right. He's the best pure goal scorer in the game and you know when I was looking at how he was you know his numbers as compared to Ovechkin's numbers because that's the guy you have to compare with nowadays. He's actually ahead of Ovechkin in his games played, goals scored. It's amazing what he's doing; absolutely amazing.
0: And I th- think it's fair to say front runner to win the Hart Trophy, especially if he yeah. gets to uh, seventy goals yeah. in the uh, National Hockey yeah. League. Okay, let's dig into some th- other things. Last night, um, the back and forth on the bench between uh, Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno, Um, as Felino looked at him, "Are you calling me slow? You're starting to piss me off." <laughs> is what he said to uh, Connor Bedard. He said, and then Bedard's backtracking, saying, no, I meant, like, you were slow on that play. <laughs> because Nick Felino's saying, hey, you have to wait for me. He's like, but if I wait for you, were too slow, I'm going to get the guy, the The guy coming back is going to get me. Are you calling me slow? But the look that Nick Foligno gave, like, first off, he's deadpan. Are you calling me slow? And then he turns around, and the smirk he has on his face face tells you all about a relationship that well when i talked to melanie bedard connor's mom before the season she said nick was the one who called up right away and said you can come over anytime and my wife will cook you a meal you can hang out with our kids like kind of hey i got you connor to welcome you to the national hockey league and you can see that relationship last night on the bench between nick felino and connor
1: bedard if you ask anybody that's played with Nick Felino, that knows Nick Foligno, or knows the Felino boys, period. they There's nothing but great things to say about him. But think about it. You know, they grew up with, with an NHL father. They grew up in the NHL lifestyle. So they understand the importance of having somebody there for a young player. But, you know, Darren Pang, uh, Troy Murray, Two guys I, I I love and admire in, in Chicago. They have nothing but great things to say about Nick, and they should. He's been there. He understands. He understands what his role is. He understands that that he's there to help. And there's a guy that you can't say anything about his effort. You can't say anything. You can't say anything negative about Nick Felino and the way he plays the game. And he's one of the the way he is a professional, on and off the ice. So. Yeah, it's 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 the development of the great relationship, and it's the very reason the Chicago Blackhawks went and got him. It's one hundred percent. That's why they went and signed him.
0: Jamie and I drew a man to drop in the gloves. Um, the other moment from last night was uh, Louis DeBrusque and uh, Jake DeBrusque, the Boston Bruins and the uh, Edmonton Oilers head to head. Of course, Louis the broadcaster saying, "I." I Evidently, there was some sort of golden ticket game they played when he was a kid, and it was one goal, one assist, or 30 push-ups. And he brought it out last night, and then Jake scores the goal. So I want to know if Louis had to do the 30. Pu- I think Louis should have had to do 30 push-ups live on the air last night after Jake DeBras scored that goal.
1: If Louis can do 30 push-ups... <laughs> First off. Well, even Jake
0: said, I don't know if I can do 30 push-ups right now. <laughs> so
1: if he's can't. Jake's got a better shot at it than Louie. I love Louie, but let's be serious, folks. Let's be serious, folks. How complicated that's a, would that's that be? A big, that's a big broadcast team is what I'm saying. They're, How, they're a big broadcast team. Could you put yourself in
0: Louie's shoes to, like, analyze Jake's game?
1: Jake did you hear when Jake scored? Did he, Did he use Jake? Did he use DeBrusque? He said he about 14 times. He did. I don't think he says Jake's name once. And listen, there's nobody prouder of his son than, than Louie is about Jake, and without, without a reason why, and his, and his lovely daughter Jordan. I, they, he is a great dad. he got a great family. And, and Louie loves Jake, of course. And he's really proud of what he's done. But he downplays that talk as much as he can. He he almost avoids it about how is Jake doing. But he, when you watch that goal, and it's a great goal, like the cycle of that, that goal, the up high cycle and everybody going around, Oilers are absolutely lost in their zone. <laughs> they totally, They t- totally are. And then Jake scores. I don't think Louie says his name one time. If I I, I would go back and look at the replay, but I think he says he about 14 <laughs> times. It's great. But it's, I don't think, you know, you're broadcasting for one team and your son scores on the other. I mean, you'd be so excited for him. Well, think about Dave Manson and and Josh, Josh. yeah. We're going against each other in the playoffs and Josh advancing on. You'd be at one, one moment, you're ticked off and mad and upset that your team didn't, win the series, but you're so happy for your son going to the Stanley cup championship. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was an interesting moment last night. I really wanted, wanted to see that. It's like Louie's got to do the 30 push-ups. Like,
1: <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell you, maybe right not now, 30
0: the, at a time,
1: but like, yeah, exactly. You do three sets of 10 and also or time six under sets tension. of
0: five for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's on that one.
1: Listen, time under tension is important. So, you could go on your knees. That's not, it's they're They're not, those aren't cheaters. It's time under tension. That's what matters. So, you can go on your knees to do. Say, no, last that's
0: week. totally cheating.
1: No. If it's listening not. to ask music ask at any, the
0: gym is cheating, how is going on your knees for a push up cheating?
1: If you are, if you were doing your push ups regular, by the way, there's new science on this. If you're doing your push ups regular and then you, you get to a failure point, there's if a if new, there's new science
0: knees, on a lot of things, Drew. New science no, on
1: this. You, you don't know who gets into <laughs> wormholes at night on exercise science Science.
0: okay yeah
1: (laughs) um and then you go to your knees to say crack out a new three three or four or five as long as you're keeping that tension on your upper body you're you're still doing something not as effective but still doing something there's your lesson for the day
0: I don't know if my this basketball the, the coach in high stuff. school would agree with you. Know, no, 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 they wouldn't. They wouldn't. But yeah. but
1: new science is saying it's it's time under tension that matters.
0: Mr. Shank would have been like, "Really? On your knees? <laughs> I don't know about that when it comes to push-ups, young man." Uh anyways, of course, he, like Mr. Drew Shank was like 4 years older than us. Like he was a young teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he <laughs> schooled us on the court all the time. Um but anyways, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Drew Remendin. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: let's see here. A bit out of the playoff spot. Eight points out. They went after uh, Eric Carlson. Got him. As I said at the time, I don't know while you're building a team going after someone also in their mid to high 30s was really a good move by Kyle Dubas. And there's a lot of talk on what, if, how Kyle Dubas can do anything ahead of the trade deadline or this summer to recalibrate the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: You can't. You've got 13 guys with a no move or no trade contract. You're the oldest team in the National Hockey League. Your one guy is Jake Gensel, Gensel that you can that's going to be drawing a lot of interest and probably already has. But the problem you have and and make no mistake, this guy doesn't. He bristles at the thought of it, he has a say in this, in Sidney Crosby. But Jake Gensel is the guy that plays with Sidney Crosby, and it's the only guy who does play well with Sidney Crosby, who's got the smarts and the brains and the skill to keep up with him. So Kyle Dubas said, you know, no doubt we have to get younger. Well, you had your chance in the offseason to get younger. Right now is not your chance. You've already made that bet. You've already said, we're going to go for it one more time. When you look at their team, the biggest thing that that strikes you are two things, actually. Just from the stats point of view. Their power play. Latang, Carlson, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel. They are 30th in the National Hockey League in power play percentage of 13 point some percent. They've only scored in their last 14 games four times on the power play. In goal four with those guys I talked about. They are 25th in the National Hockey League. Yet goals against, they're fourth. They're really good in goals against. Their goaltenders have not been a problem this year. So they can't put the puck in the net anymore. And so your choices are, if you're Kyle Dubas, I think you already made that choice back when you took the job that you were going to try to run it back one more time. And it hasn't worked. By the way, shocker, Eric Carlson is not at the 100-point pace this year. They call career years for a reason. But thank you for doing it when you're with the San Jose Sharks because we got a really good haul. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Kyle Dubas is um, being interesting uh, to see how he can uh, reshape the yeah. uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Do you think Sidney will uh, finish his career in Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's got one year left after this
1: Yeah, he's got one year left in that contract. Yeah. I don't I,
0: and then he's gonna hold. He's gonna he's gonna keep playing. He's gonna play in the Olympics in he 2026.
1: Loves, he loves. I I asked him last year. He said, "Why do you keep coming to the rink?" Like, you've done everything that you've done." He went, "I love it." He said, "Look around." He said, "Come on." He said, "Why why did Jumbo and Patty keep coming to the rink?" I said, "Because they loved it." He went, "Yeah, that's I I love this whole thing. I love everything about it." Again, that's that's the Bedard factor. That's the McDavid factor. That's the Crosby factor. The great ones love doing what they do.
0: Well, they have Carlson uh, for 10 for the next three years after this one. Chris Letang, of course, for four more years. Evgeny's got two more years. <laughs>
1: I, you made your bed. Exactly. You, you made your, and by the way, uh, again, 13, 13, no move, no trades.
0: Now, that's not all but Kyle Dubas.
1: No, no, no. You, you inherit the sins of your father, without a doubt.
0: Now coming up next, our game of the night on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie, and I drew Romenda with you here on the Green Zone on this uh, Thursday afternoon as we look at the schedule in the National Hockey League uh, tonight. Again, uh, a bunch of pretty good matchups uh, in the uh, National Hockey League this evening, but when it comes to the game of the night, Drew not a fan of either of these teams really, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are taking on the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. The Leafs right now are on a Five-game winning streak of one. Eight of their last ten. And Austin Matthews is something to behold. Uh, Well, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights trying to hold off the Edmonton Oilers for second spot in the uh, Pacific Division. I don't think would be a bad matchup tonight for our game of the night.
1: Morgan Riley's back. Yes, he is. Yeah, and uh, Mark Stone is out. Again, dealing with injuries like the Vegas Golden Knights are, and yet they keep winning. They're still... The hardest team, or one of the hardest teams to play against, especially that defense. That defense is big and mean, and they move the puck extremely well. They don't give you an inch. So, and with the Kings on the Kings
0: on a four-game winning streak.
1: Yeah, yeah. Canucks, Golden
0: Knights, balance. Oilers, Kings in that Pacific Division. Whew. Yep. The Flames the, are
1: winning. I'm not sure the Flames can make a make a push for the playoffs, but the Flames are winning. So
0: that is uh, a heck of a division to watch in the race on. Who's gonna finish? Aware
1: where and when?
0: Yeah, uh, in the playoff standings because who plays who in the first round might be very important in these oh, NHL playoffs.